I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Are you worried the life you were really meant for is going to pass you by? Do you fear you can't achieve anything more in life because of your age, too young, too old? You feel discouraged and invisible, but also guilty for feeling unsatisfied? Listen, you deserve to have the fulfilling life you once dreamed of. The window of opportunity was never locked. You've just forgotten how to open it. My passion is to help you step into a life overflowing with possibilities. How to rediscover yourself, pursue what you desire, live your fullest life. And you deserve this. And I want to help. So I put together a free guide for you. Step into your big life. Three steps you can take today to start stepping into your big life. Go to www.coachcarryv.com backslash step into your big life freebie. I have linked it in the show notes. Grab your copy today. Start living the life you were created to live. Today's guest on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V is Kip Rogers. Now, I met Kip at a personal development business seminar that I went to, well, probably back in 2017. I've known her for years, and I was immediately drawn to her. I saw her from across the room, and her energy, her compassion, her authenticity just drew me to her. And we got to talking and found that we shared a lot of the same life values, the same, a lot of the same viewpoints. While we still had different viewpoints, we were able to have conversations that would go deep. And Kip is someone who has held me accountable for years. We have held each other accountable on different things. And she's also, get this, a formal tackle football player with a seminary degree. She has raised two kids as a single mom while building a business. Kip helps people discover and improve beliefs, habits, and tools to be successful and achieve more than they thought possible. She is a dynamo. Kip is an outstanding teacher, an outstanding trainer, a fabulous mom and speaker. She truly loves everyone she comes into contact with. You are going to love everything that we talk with Kip about today, and you're going to want more of her in your life. Grab a pen, grab a notebook, get ready to learn. Kip Rogers, let's hear what you have to say. Kip, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Thank you. So great to be here. Oh, 
I'm I'm grateful to have you here. I feel like this has been I can remember when we were talking mm-hmm. about starting a podcast. Like it's been right. We've known each other for quite a while and it's been quite a journey together. But we yes. want to hear today about your journey and what what is on your heart today? We're having coffee together, so lay it on us. Well, you know what? Like, um, I work a lot with high school and college athletes, and even I had a session with a high school athlete before coming on, and we were just talking about the change that has happened in our culture, um, changes with respect to authority changes with respect to parenting and Mm. discipline and doing hard things and what even she as a young person has witnessed in her own school. Wow. Certainly what I've witnessed in the 24 years that I've been working, you know, with high school, college, young people and the shifts that I've seen and why why is there so much more chaos right now? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of insertion points to that, but certainly in my, you know, at least in my field and where I'm at, I do think there's been changes in parenting. There has been changes in policies that have like removed God and removed respect for authority and removed respect for the law. Yes. And then I think just individually, this is, I mean, I'm opening up a lot of doors here, whichever one you want to take. But I think young people do not understand identity and what that Mm -hmm. means and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And so they lack purpose, they lack drive, and they lack a willingness to do hard things. And then it's not being taught at home either. Wow. Yeah, let's so let's go, go deep. Let's go deep into that last part yeah. here. I mean, because how do you how do you move forward without knowing your identity and how can how do you help them find that identity so that they do have that purpose because that's that's what makes life fun. It it, it is uh, what makes life fun and meaningful yeah. and like you want to get up every day yes. because you do know why you're getting up. I even had a 53 year old ask me that the other day, like, why do, do you just, why are you so driven? And he asked me like, why are you so driven? And, and what like keeps you going, even though like you have a lot of responsibility and I'm like, well, that's easy. Like, I know who I am. I know my purpose. I know my identity. Bottom line, like for me, that comes from my faith in Jesus. That makes it so easy every single day to get up with, with meaning and purpose and, and knowing the identity piece is, is, is a, I think a large part of it is understanding your spiritual beliefs. And then the other part of it is then understanding your individual creation. And so when I teach identity to a young person, it's really helping them have clarity around the best of who they are. Mm. What do they want to be known for when they interact with other people? And it's got to be consistent between their friends, 
um, teachers, parents, there isn't like I act one way with one person and I act a different way with somebody else. So that's got to be clear. Yes. And then the third part is just knowing what has made you successful, uh-huh. like success markers. And, and those things will continue to make you successful. Yes. So what are some success markers for, I mean, especially for a young person, how do, how do you help them identify them in someone who is young and maybe hasn't had the years to develop all this wisdom that you and I have had? How do, right. how do you help a young person identify that? Um, good question. I, I think um, some of it, at least when you're young, sometimes it is another person like mm-hmm. a coach or a teacher or parent that, yes. that is helpful. Um, it can be qualities like there are some people that are naturally or innately wired to be disciplined. But if you're not naturally wired for discipline, that's something you need to be successful. Like self-discipline. Get excited about self-discipline. Oh, go deep on that, Kim. How do we get excited about self-discipline? And how, oh, how do you that's help a hard sell? It, it is. It is. And how do you help someone who is not naturally disciplined to be disciplined? And how many people really are self-disciplined that you come across? Is it a good mix or are most people not? I mean, like, let's hear all um, this. Let's talk about this. Well, given what I do, so I I take every athlete I work with through a a mental assessment process first. Okay. And so, yes, I I call it a brain code and there are 16 brain codes and half of them are, are innately self-discipline. Okay. The other half will tend to struggle with that. They're more the people that are kind of, they're great in a crisis. They're very good at sort of read, react and respond in terms of athletic like they actually make better field sport athletes. Yeah. Um, but like school and home responsibility is more of a challenge. So it's different a gifting. But if you're not naturally wired to be organized and disciplined, then you got to put systems in place to help you do that. Yeah. And it's actually something you can learn and do better with. And you usually need support and accountability. Okay. So it's, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you just, you have to experiment with what those systems are, but you got to develop habits and habits take time and consistency, but talk about a superpower. Every human being has the superpower of choice. Yes. And even if you struggle, even if you struggle with self-discipline, you got to remember that you can actually choose and don't believe for a second that you can't get better with that. Hmm. That's a very interesting standpoint. And I under, I a hundred percent agree with it. I don't think you correct, please correct me if I'm wrong, that that is what's normally taught to our children as they're growing up. And I don't remember being taught that, that you are who you are and you just have to accept this. And what if, what if I don't like this? How can I choose to change? How can I choose to get up every day with purpose? And yeah, delve into that. 
please. <laughs> well, I, I think, yes, historically speaking, in the psychological world, there's kind of like, well, that's how you are. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it has been used both as an explanation and an excuse. Yeah. Well, in the last 20 years, we've learned more about neuroscience of the brain and something we call neuroplasticity of the brain. Um, and even Carol Dweck's work on mindset and growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. You don't have a fixed personality. You don't have a fixed amount of intelligence. You don't have a fixed amount of talent. You actually can change it if you are intentional about doing that work. Yes. And how hard is it to change? personality, mm. talent, all these things you mentioned, how much change of it's habit does that much, take? Yeah. It's much harder for adults because there are mechanisms in the brain that kind of shut off after oh. about age 16 and age 25, 26. Okay. It's much easier for a young person to learn and mold um, their, their brain wiring. Yeah. Um, and so as adults, yes, we, we have to be more intentional about doing that, what we would call personal development work. Okay. And what would a first step be? Um, well, it can be doing any number of assessments, like something I do for my athletes, a mental assessment to understand how you are innately mentally wired. Okay. And then given what you're trying to do, understand what innate strengths and weaknesses that you bring to that particular job or sport or position within a sport or even in relationships. Um, there, there are people that are more wired to be task oriented versus relationally oriented. Well, when you're talking about a personal relationship with a spouse or brother, sister, mother, daughter, father, son, father, daughter, like those are more interpersonal relationships that require you to be more relational. And if you're not naturally wired that way, then you need to learn interpersonal relationship skills. And what is an interpersonal? Yeah. Well, for instance, it's like, well, one of the classic ones is, is often between it's, it's more brain code than gender, but a lot of times women just want their man to listen to them. They don't want him to fix it. right? Right. That's the classic joke. Yes. And, and as, as we're talking and as we're processing and as we're working it out, like we come to what we need to do next. And all they did was listen. Yes. Listening is one of the most important interpersonal relationship skills that you need to have. Mm. And it's being engaged with the other person, showing them that like, what I hear you saying is this, is that right? Did I hear you right? Oh, wow. That sounds like it's been, you know, a real challenge. Like you're not fixing it. You're not telling them what to do to make it better. You're just there and present and joining them yeah. in whatever it is they're talking about. Mm, I love that. And that seems to be a hard 
skill for most people to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is all so deep. So, so you <laughs> sit down with someone. I, I love this because you're talking mm-hmm. about these ages, 16 and 25, and you're working with yeah. high school athletes. So, so you get a chance to delve into these changes at a time where, I mean, I wish I'd had someone working with me I on know, those right? things. At yeah. the, right. Right. And yeah. you have the privilege of guiding these young people onto this yeah. path. Do you find them being like, number one, how do they come to you in the first place? And then are they open and receptive to these changes that you are guiding them on? Um, well, there's, there's a variety of ways people find me. I've been doing it a long time. So a lot of times it's just word of mouth. Um, Mm -hmm. these days, um, social media definitely, or through their insurance or, um, like I have contracts with teams around in the area. So it comes from a team or from the parent or, or something like that. Um, I would say, you know, there's definitely the, the young people that show up and they don't want to be here that first time. (laughs) And, and it was either coach or parent directed. And, uh-huh. but what, but what they realize is, is I am, it's, it's not as bad as they thought. I'm a coach, just like any other coach. Um, I'm working on the mental and life skills versus your physical or technical or tactical skills. Yes. And once they kind of get through that initial, um, time or that initial session, I find that most, most more often than not, they're, they're much more open and willing to do some learning because they want to edge just like anybody else and realize that, um, you know, they need this aspect of it. Just, just like they need to work on their physical or technical skills. Right. So what are some reasons that someone would recommend that they come to see you or, or even say, no, you're going like demand that they see you. What yeah. are, are yeah. there like, are there, I don't want to say personality disorders, but behavioral things, or are there issues with grades? Like why do people, why are we sending them to you? It, I mean, yeah, more often than not, it's like um, a typical, what we would describe as like anxiety Um, depression, there's some sort of mental block to performance. Okay. Um, they, um, they may struggle with, um, like emotional control or emotional stability. Okay. Um, and so it tends to fluctuate wildly. Um, there may be Um, like typical of like gymnasts and ice skaters and divers, right? There's a mental fear block or we're coming back from an injury and there's doubt that's happening. Um, so it, that's probably the most typical thing that shows up a lot of times, um, in emotional struggles or a lack of confidence, um, things like that is pretty typical. So it's really pretty cool and pretty awesome that they are being sent to you, that it is being recommended and they're being sent to you. And what a difference you are making in their lives going forward. What are some of the biggest changes you see in young people that are working with you? And I, I am fascinated by watching what you do. I love watching your social media and just 
I just the 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 authenticity in which you show up is refreshing. Refreshing. So, what are some of those changes that you're seeing in these? I mean, you're shaping lives. How incredible is that? Well, that that is like the best part of my job. Is um, you know, yes, there's a lot of satisfaction when the high school kid achieves the goal of a college scholarship, or the college kid achieves mm. the goal of going professional, or Team USA, or or any of those things. Um, or even I, you know, I've had a Broadway dancer, and wow, it's you know that you you have a part in those types of achievements, but I'll tell you what, some of the most satisfying things is just, it's the little incremental progress, right. That they make in practice. It's the incremental progress or the changes that they have, like that um, someone who's terrified to go approach a coach then, right. Gets equipped to be able to go ask the questions he or she needs to ask. And get those answers and then realize, right, okay, I can do this on a regular basis to learn and improve. Yes. Um, You know, someone who just overcomes and has less anxiety and more confidence. And you see that blossoming um, in the way they practice. You see it blossoming, yes, in what they achieve in terms of outcomes in their play. Yeah. I think changing too, like I know over COVID, I did a lot more like marital and family communication work just because they were athletes are at home, right? Like everybody else and doing that work and seeing some healing in families was really satisfying too. Oh, that must have been just like, oh, that must have been actually life-changing to see those changes within a family. Yeah. So do yeah, you, sure. do you find that working with working with the students at that student age, college age, um, that they take these changes home and it works its way into the fabric of the home or do those changes stay more centered within the child or is there a combination? I think it's a combination. Um, I think one of the things that is a little bit of a, I, I see this in some of, some of the families I've worked with, it's like, here's my kid, fix my kid and, and send him back or her back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. Right. Yeah. It, this is going to be, I'm going to be coaching you guys as parents too. Um, and so I'm going to give you some homework, right? And there's going to be yeah. some things to do. And and for the most part, I would say most of my families are very open to that type of coaching um, to know how to draw the best out of their athlete. Because if you think about it, every athlete, there's there are parents that have a role, there are coaches that have a role, the athlete has a role, but also leadership, right? The leadership establishes yeah. the culture of the team or the culture of the school or the athletic department or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, that quadrant is what creates stability and they all mm-hmm. need to be humming on the right cylinder. Yes. Yes. So what would be, I can't believe we're already at 20 minutes. This is just crazy how fast this is going. <laughs> <laughs> what is, um, 
What is the first step you would give someone who is struggling with confidence, with speaking up for themselves? Well, first they got to understand what it is and what it is not. Okay. And so I kind of explore that. So I'll just ask you, how would you define confidence, Carrie? How would I define confidence? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm interviewing you, Kip. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) confidence is saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes. It is using your voice. It is knowing who you are and what you were put on this earth to do Uh and having the strength Uh to do it. Okay. So you, that was really good. So you identify confidence as more of a belief rather than a feeling. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so exactly. Confidence is not a feeling. No. And if your audience walks away with anything, please walk away with that. Because (laughs) feelings go up and down. Yes. Right. When you screw up or mess up or something doesn't go the way you want to, you have a lot of negative feelings from doubt, frustration to dread, disappointment, whatever it might be, anxiety. Um, And when you perform well and things go well, like that feels good, you're content, you're happy, you're accomplished, there's relief, there's determination. But what creates stability is exactly what you said. I know who I am and what I'm about. Yeah, I like Brendan Burchard's definition of confidence in which he says, I believe in my ability to figure it out. Mm, so I, love I don't have to have it figured out yet, but I believe, right? A belief, not a feeling that I can get the skill, the information or whatever it is I need to get through whatever the challenge is. Yes. And so that's what we really need to believe about confidence. And then what you did that was so great is you tied the belief to action, right? It's doing something. Yes. And so it's, it's confidence is a belief, but it does require action, not Mm -hmm. avoiding, but taking action. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that. So, so (laughs) we're going to have to have you back because (laughs) <laughs> there's so much more I would I know you so well and I know how much is how much we've talked about and the depth that is inside of you. I mean it's just like I want everybody to know you like I know you. So talking about confidence, let's talk about your version of your pow pow shoes. Like what gives you oh. your confidence? Yeah. Um yeah, you walk into my closet, you realize I probably have a shoe problem. <laughs> a clothing problem and accessories problem, like fashion. Like if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I'd be in the fashion industry. (laughs) I have some of my power shoes on right now. I am loving those DSW, man. I'm heading there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, a good shoe, a good outfit, just you walk with swagger when you feel good and what you're wearing. You do. Like it is a part of it. You know, it's an extension of who you are. Yes. When you allow yourself, right, to dress in what you truly love and you don't let society sway you in what you should be wearing. Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Be you boo, right? I I love that. So your your pow pow shoes is showing up as authentically yourself from the inside out. 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely a, a bohemian um, dresser. And you wear it well. I, I can't do a normal suit or khakis and a polo. I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm I've so tried. uncomfortable in, in that. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried. All of the blazers went bye-bye. I just couldn't do it anymore. They're just not me. They're not me. Now I can do a blazer if I put something funky underneath it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But the whole the whole suit thing, the whole matching, I oh mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but no. then I see women who rock it and I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. Oh, I know. I agree. There's women that like, no doubt, they definitely yeah. can rock it. I am not one of those people. Me either. Me either. <laughs> I, I love your pow pow shoes, man. This is great. So let's just go right into a journaling prompt for our listeners. Oh. A journaling prompt. Oh, there's so many. Um, I, I think, you know, for me at this point, because now that we're um, kind of at at an end of the year, beginning of the new year, I always think about, okay, a year from now, if I'm stronger than I am right now, what needs to change? I love and, that. And it can be what to keep doing and or what to like stop doing. But what, you know, what is it that needs to be different in order for me to be stronger, more capable um, than I am right now? I love that. And so as they journal this and they come up with all these ahas, where can they find you to let you know, Kip, you changed my oh, life. Oh, I love, yes. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on most social media, Instagram, Twitter is at Kip, K-I-P fit, F-I-T. I think my Snapchat's also Kip fit, but I almost rarely look at that, but mm-hmm. Um, so definitely Twitter, Instagram is probably the easiest place to find me. And also my website, which is braincodecorp.com. Okay. And I will, I'm just writing all this down. I will link all of that in the show notes so we can just go click and let you know what this has meant. I love everything you have to say since the day I met you. I hang on every word you say. (laughs) Shout out to Shalane Johnson for that's for right us together. <laughs> that's right, front row, yes. front row, and Marketing Impact Academy live. And I and I know. I mean, yes, we don't, yes. I mean, we do live that far apart, but we don't really live that far apart. Where you know, I'm going to end up flying down there someday, and just I'll be on your doorstep. Kip, let me in. Let me in. Yes. <laughs> The big, you team, are the big Dallas, Texas is very centrally located. Oh, I can fly into Dallas. I'm good at that. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And I can't wait. Thanks to for back. having me. This has been fun. You're so welcome. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.